Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, and today I'd like to talk about the rise of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a meditation practice that is central to the Buddha's ancient teachings, but they've been adapted by Western teachers into a sort of secular self-help technique. One of the pioneers in the field is an MIT-educated molecular biologist named John Kabat-Zinn. You could say that a lot of our lives we're walking around with a a no-brainer or just basically no brain, or the brain is on autopilot or something like that. And what mindfulness really is about is bringing it back online, so to speak, uh, in the present moment, because that turns out to be the only moment any of us ever have. That's John Kabat-Zinn giving a talk at Dartmouth back in 2011. And the core of mindfulness, as John was getting to in that clip, is quieting the mind's constant chatter and just live in that present moment. But we're so good at thinking that we can spend enormous amounts of our time and energy absorbed in the past. A lot of the time, if you check on what your mind is up to, it's up to memory. The other favorite preoccupation of the mind is in the opposite direction, the future. So mindfulness practitioners are taught to keep their attention focused on whatever they're doing at the present moment, whether it's eating, exercise, or even working. The most basic mindfulness practice is sitting meditation. You sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and focus your awareness on your breath and other bodily sensations. When thoughts come in, you gently let them go without judgment and return your focus to your breath. Over time, this practice helps people connect with a deeper, calmer part of themselves by retraining the brain not to get stuck in pointless, neurotic ruminations about the past and future that leave us constantly stressed, anxious, or depressed. And scientific research backs this up. Regular meditation can lower a person's blood pressure, as well as their levels of cortisol, a stress hormone produced by the adrenal gland and closely associated with anxiety. Meditation can also increase the body's immune response. It can improve a person's emotional stability and sleep quality. It can even enhance creativity. In one study, when mindfulness was combined with traditional forms of cognitive behavioral therapy, patients saw a 10 to 20% improvement in the mild symptoms of depression. That's the same type of progress produced by antidepressants. What's really cool is that mindfulness can actually alter your brain waves. It can even cause lasting changes to the physical structure of your brain. You see, until recently, neurologists believed that a person's brain stopped physically developing when they were between 25 and 35 years old. From that point on, the hardware was set. But a growing body of research suggests our brains could have lifelong neuroplasticity, basically our brain's ability to adapt to new input. And it doesn't take years of meditative study either. In one study, it took only eight weeks of daily 30-minute meditation to change the very structure of the participants' brains. In this research, MRI scans showed that participants were able to increase the density of gray matter. 
And this was in a particular area that is essential for focus, memory, and compassion. Meditation also reduces electrical activity and blood flow in a brain structure involved in strong primal emotions like fear and anxiety. But meditation also boosts activity in regions that are responsible for planning, decision-making, and empathy. In our fast-paced, work-obsessed, tech-saturated, frantically busy Western culture, people are yearning for ways to slow down, and mindfulness is increasingly stepping in as that antidote. According to a 2017 study from the Centers for Disease Control, about one in seven American workers are engaged in mindfulness practices, including yoga and meditation. Pentagon leaders are experimenting with mindfulness to make soldiers more resilient. Big business is also trying to get in on the benefits. General Mills has installed a meditation room in every building of its Minneapolis campus. And perhaps most ironically, tech-obsessed Silicon Valley entrepreneurs are using it as a way to unplug from their hyper-connected lives. Google has gone all out. It has an in-house mindfulness program, and the company has even installed a labyrinth at its Mountain View complex so employees can practice walking meditation. Of course, it's not all good news. Long-term followers of mindfulness worry it's being co-opted by entrepreneurs for profit. Others worry that weaving mindfulness into the workday just gives executives an excuse to work their employees even more. Whatever the worries over the growing popularity of mindfulness, Westerners clearly need some sort of strategy to cope with a world now filled with inescapable technology distractions. The average American now consumes 63 gigabytes of content a day. That's more than 150,000 words or more than 13.6 hours of media. And in all likeliness, those numbers will just keep climbing. In a world where there's little life-work balance, mindfulness can help people not only cope with all that input, but also confront the modern world head on. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a podcast for The Week magazine and theweek.com. To check out more, including 7-Minute Opinions and This Week I Learn, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. Happy listening. Happy listening.